Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Objective. We got a big show today. We have a debate, or as it's pronounced in Greece, a debate. And we're going to talk about a topic that came up last week. I think it was Thursday. I was talking to uh, co-host Mark, and uh, I said some things that some people disagreed with. So guess what? Uh, one, one of your guys is here today. That's right. You're, you, got, you could not have picked a better uh, proxy, a better uh, representation to uh, push back against my uh, extreme leftist rhetoric that I've been pushing here. We'll get into that. First, let me remind you, we are now on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is the hot new app for iPhone users. You know, for many years, people said, what's so good? What's the point of having an iPhone at all? And for many years, us iPhone users have had really nothing to, nothing to reply. But today that changes. Clubhouse is a really cool app. So uh, Ayn Rand Center UK is posting the link in the chat room. Uh, figure out how to get on Clubhouse. Someone who's on there needs to invite you. Maybe, uh, maybe we can help you get on. Maybe someone you know has it. Get on there. We're going to be doing stoppage time, as it's called. After every episode of the Daily Objective, we're going to be doing stoppage time. Other events on weekends, on Sundays, I think we're doing the weekly objective with a variety of revolving hosts and guests. It's going to be cool, guys. Join us on Clubhouse. Now, also, uh, super chat us. Come on, man. We need some money. Also, consider becoming an ARC UK member. You know, get exclusive content and help this thing grow. Now, let's talk about the uh, firing or non-hiring of Gina Carano. So my point uh, on last week's episode was not so much that what she did was wrong or like that she should be fired. She should not be fired. I personally did not fire her. I probably want nothing to do with most or all of the people calling for her to be fired. But what I took issue with is the way this was immediately spun by all the usual suspects of the right saying this is cancel culture. This is cancel culture. This is anyone who is not on the left being not allowed to have their political views. Folks, we are so far beyond the point of being able to say that, you know, Donald Trump just represents a political view, that Donald Trump and his narrative is just, you know, hey, it's just another political view. Donald Trump is not a political view. He is a person with a lot of influence who has used his influence very irresponsibly. He, uh, you know, we are... Hard, we, when Gina posted what she posted, we were hardly a month removed from the storming of the U.S. Capitol, largely uh, brought about by the constant rhetoric that Donald Trump was pushing that the election was blatantly stolen. So if we've seen how people behave when Trump keeps telling them that your votes don't count in America, if then we see somebody with a lot of influence saying Oh, it's worse than we thought. It's not just that our votes don't count. Actually, we're like Jews living under Hitler. And then the Disney Channel doesn't want to renew her contract. That is not cancel culture. All right. And now I'm seeing a Ben Shapiro, who, by the way, he got on his podcast the day after the Capitol was stormed. Ben Shapiro said he is highly critical of the way Donald Trump has been pushing this narrative of, of widespread voter fraud. But then Shapiro apparently can't wait to work with this other voter fraud narrative promoter. Apparently it's cancel culture when she's, uh, when she's not rehired by the Disney channel or by the Disney app. And now I'm seeing ads by the Daily Wire, fight cancel culture. 
Join the Daily Wire, our only, our only defense against the left. My friends, these are charlatans. This is ridiculous. We are so far beyond the point of being able to say, oh, Trump is our own, only defense against you know, the left, against the dishonest media. Trump is the dishonest media, all right? The, dishonest, the mainstream media are liars. They, are, they, they push falsehoods. But do you know what is lower than a falsehood? I'm not actually reading from this book right now, but I'm holding it for dramatic effect. <laughs> the arbitrary, the arbitrary has a lower cognitive status than a falsehood. All right. So the media are often pushing falsehood. They know the truth and they're pushing lies. Donald Trump is an agent of the arbitrary. He says whatever he feels like, and that immediately becomes the truth in the minds of his super fans. And anyone who disagrees with Trump is now the left. And anyone who disagrees with Trump is PC and using leftist arguments. Anyone who won't follow Donald Trump to the end of the earth, to the edge of the earth is, you know, the enemy, the way I'm seeing it being said. So no, it's not cancel culture. When somebody who is pushing this uh, constant narrative that uh, Trump supporters are victims, by the way, I thought people like Candace Owens and all these charlatans are saying, you know, stop spreading victimhood. Stop spreading the victim narrative, you know, encourage people with, with, uh, with empowerment. Okay, then what do you call this when now Trump supporters are like, what, are called Jews under Hitler? That's not pushing a victim narrative. And can you imagine if Trump was on social media right now? I can imagine him retweeting Gina Carano and pushing this uh, view that, you know, Trump supporters are not only not having their votes counted, but are in fact like akin to Jews living under Hitler. So do, are you starting to see why the fact that people are freaked out by Trump is not just the left? It's not just, you know, nihilistic egalitarians driven by envy? Folks, we are so far beyond being able to say that Trump is just, you know, pushing back against political correctness. This is a disaster. And the bigger disaster it becomes, the more we are hearing from Trump fans that, oh, well, Trump is playing 4D chess. He's 10 steps ahead of us. You guys are crazy. I mean, people are afraid of you, all right? So if the Disney Channel wants nothing to do with these loonies, fine. And yes, we'll get into BLM and various other things. Believe me, guys, one of your, one of your bros is here. He's not going to let me get away with this much. So we'll get into it. But that's my whole thing. It, it, this was not, quote, cancel culture. Cancel culture is when a tweet surfaces from 10 years ago that's off an off-color joke and the person's career is destroyed. That's cancel culture. Maybe cancel culture is also a person saying vote Trump a year ago and losing their job for that. That's, you could say, is cancel culture. Cancel culture is not when we're one month removed from the storming of the U.S. Capitol and a, a, a highly paid, highly influential Disney app actress on Star Wars is saying that, you know, not only do our votes not count in America when we vote Trump, but also we are akin to Jews living under Hitler. Where is the self-reflection on the right, folks? I've seen Republicans get more indignant. I've seen Republicans double down on their victim narrative. Folks, now is the time, if there ever was one, to take a deep breath and say, this was a disaster. This was a disaster. Trump never should have been. This is bad, folks. And I'm not seeing any of that. I'm only seeing doubling down. I'm only seeing 
uh, people making themselves a victim, saying, oh, now Trump did nothing wrong. His supporters are misunderstood, little, little delicate snowflakes, and anyone who disagrees is the problem. So you know what? Enough of me, enough out of me. Let's talk to a guy whose opinion I respect, who's I've had many great discussions with, who has challenged me often. And I know he'll use better arguments than, no offense, I've seen from the comment section, just calling me a leftist, saying, oh, these are leftist arguments. Oh, you're, you sound like a leftist. That's your primary compass in life. Just, oh, that's left? Okay, I'll go this way. That's it. Oh, you, you know, I'm reminded of Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh, Last Action Hero. The highly underrated film. Film. He, when the boy tells him the kid, the criminal is in that house over there, Arnold says, "This is incredible. I never realized. After all my years of studying the science of investigation and criminal psychology, all it was required is to drive around the block, point at the house, and say, "There he is inside there." This is me with COVID nineteen using the last of what's left of my voice to give you an Arnold impression. So you know I'm here to play hardball. Please welcome Greece's very own Nikos Sotirakopoulos. Yeah, the Arnold monologue uh, was... Uh, okay, it was worth the 10 minutes intro. Okay, so here's where we, here's where we disagree. Not only I think this was not a... Ca- this was... A cancelling. This was actually way worse for me than a cancelling. And here is why. So for some reason, I remember that this brilliant scene in The Fountainhead where Rourke discussed with Mallory and Mallory, for some reason, which at that point in the book, he cannot really understand. He says, what's your biggest fear? And Rourke says, "Okay, tell me. And Mallory says, my biggest fear is being locked in a room with a beast. And this beast has eyes, has ears, but for some reason, we don't know why, hasn't got a mind. So you speak words. These words, though, it's like they reach a wall and you're afraid because you see that this beast is somehow after you. And of course, what we understand later, he talks about collectivism, he talks about the crowd. So why did I feel that this resonated with this case? Because not only I think that Gina did not do what you said she did, Actually, I think that the mob were after her because she tried something that to them is unimaginable. She tried to think in principles. Now, she might have done it clumsily. She might have done it in a way that she did not use the best examples in the best words. But I think what she did was very, very correct as a a mode of thinking. So as a mode of thinking, I think she's way better than the people who cancel her. Let me explain. So first of all, let's make clear what exactly she said. So she says, quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Parenthesis, true. Because history is edited. Parenthesis, no idea what this means. Most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. Again, parenthesis, 100% correct. 100% correct. And you know what really pisses me off? Not with you. I have, I know people who teach in social science what we call othering. Othering is you create this other to whom you project everything that is bad. And you start creating a stereotype that then becomes, let's say, the ground through which you hate this other. So, 
clumsily, very clumsily, Gina Carano is trying to describe this othering. And she has my respect for at least trying to connect the dots instead of saying, oh, Hitler was bad, therefore that's what happened. Closing the parenthesis, now let's go to the controversial part of your post. Back to quote. How is that any different from hating someone for, for their political views? Now, this is quite a jump because you should hate someone for their political views if, for example, their political views is very, very bad. But I think what he's trying to do is much better than what the vast majority of intellectuals or opinion makers are doing. She's trying to think, again, clumsily, conceptually. And I think it's such a vast desert of anti-conceptual mentality out there, which explains why people freaked out. And let me give you one more point. Do a quick Googling, okay? Do a quick Googling about this case. And you, you will find titles that says, oh, what she said was abhorrent. What she says was uh, you know, racist uh, comments. And yet you'll see that in the text. They don't give you the post. Because for me, once you've seen this post, the only reason, the only reason to jump into that conclusions is for two is is one of the two reasons. And correct me if I'm missing something. The one is you just want to destroy the other person for no reason. You don't know her, you don't really know her, but there's something here glimpsing, oh, maybe Trump's supporter, you want to destroy her. Now, with people who are so eager to jump to someone else. These people really creep me out, really, really creep me out. And you don't owe apologies or anything to these people. The second thing, which is even more scary for me, is that someone could read this and then don't even try to understand what she's trying to do there. And again, don't take this as an attack. I think you mentioned that you didn't go actually to read the post. And I don't blame you because in many media, actually the post was not there. So either it was that people cannot even get the concept of conceptual mental thinking, and again, she did it clumsily, maybe wrongly, or that these were people who couldn't wait to jump on here. Therefore, I don't want to be a white knight, but Gina, I'm with you. Look, I think as often happens with debates around these parts is uh, they're often based on a different focus on a different aspect of things, and it's more about discovering and about finding clarity than it is about winning the debate. So, yes, the fact I didn't even see the post because last before last episode, I mean, it's something I should have I could have done better. I think it's me starting to realize, you know, what, maybe a little bit of preparation is good. But also, as I quickly made clear, my focus today is not I mean, last time and today, my focus is not on the post itself. My focus is on the way that the right is using this. People on the right, people like Crowder, Rubin, um, I mean, the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, all of them. They're using this as like, oh, see, the left does not tolerate a difference of opinion. This is not a political view. Again, Donald Trump is not a political philosophy. You can be conservative. Ben Shapiro is probably makes a million dollars a week. I don't know. I can't really tell you that with certainty, but. These are very wealthy people. They're all, I, when you see someone getting 100,000 views on every live stream they do, God, from super chats to ads to God knows what other brand deals and Ben Shapiro every 10 minutes is stopping to tell, tell you about this new, uh, you know, uh, uh, erectile pill that I'm pushing. There's a lot of money. 
now I would never again, 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 I would never accuse someone of doing something just for money. I'm not that cynical, but there, there is an industry here. This is a cottage, a booming industry of people who keep telling you there is cancel culture. And if you're not woke, you're going to get destroyed. And they're taking this instance where I, I can see what you're saying, that what Gina said is not the worst thing in the world. I was not personally horrified by what she said, like, like, oh, I've never heard a comparison to Nazi Germany before. I understand a little where she's coming from. Look, I at some level, I understand where a lot of Trump fans are coming from. It took me long enough to really, really viscerally get upset by Trump to like really see what's wrong with him. It took me long enough. I, I'm, I'm a compassionate and forgiving soul. But what I can't forgive is people who I think kind of know what they're doing, exploiting this type of situation to constantly push this. Oh, there's cancel culture narrative. And that's people like Steven Crowder. Anytime he gets an automated notification email from YouTube saying your video may be in violation of our copyright system. He immediately gets on YouTube and says, my channel could be gone at any moment. I don't know what the left is up to now. My channel could be gone at any moment. My Asian lawyer is on the phone right now. I don't know what to do. Please join our mug club for $6.99 a month, $12.99 a month. You can get this mug and uh, save America from the left. It's absolutely ridiculous. This will not age well. You know, just like on the, you know, on the BLM side of town, the way people turn their um, profile picture pitch black, the literal color black after the George Floyd killing, I said, these people's children are going to be very embarrassed about this one day when they learn mom and dad literally used a black square as their way of, uh, and all the fists, you know, like a bunch of, a bunch of girls named Susie holding, uh, showing a picture of a fist. I said, this is going to look very ridiculous to their children someday. Similarly, what is taking place with this uh, Trumpist media, and this is a big, big operation. These, there's a lot of money, a lot, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot, a lot of supporting people that l- would love to throw their money at anyone who is fighting against the left. Folks, there is a booming industry of fighting the left and giving an alternative view to the mainstream media. And I honestly would have thought someone like Ben Shapiro would have the integrity to sit this type of thing out. But over time, you can see his soul was chipped away out to the point where now I'm getting personalized ads saying, fight cancel culture, join the Daily Wire and watch this Gal Gadot knockoff with uh, Gina Carano uh, play in our conservative movie. I'm just... Folks, I'm a little bit cynical at this point. But again, my my thesis is Donald Trump is not a political view. The view that the election was stolen is not a political view. It is not a philosophy. It is something that Trump has said repeatedly from a high podium, a high influent, highly influential position he's been in. And it has um, influenced a lot of people to behave recklessly. And people are freaked out by that. So you can say all the people upset at Gina Carano are all leftists. They're non-conceptual thinkers. I don't know, man. I, again, a year ago, I could have understand where you're coming from. Today, a lot of people are freaked out and rightfully freaked out by what they saw at the U.S. Capitol. At this point, I think reasonable people need to take a deep breath and say Donald Trump was a disaster. Let's really think about how we got here. And let's really think about what should be the next step for the non-left. But we are seeing the opposite. We are seeing more righteous indignation, more let's fight cancel culture by you sending me your money. That's what I've been seeing.
I really cannot understand what's the principle behind what you're saying, because here's what confuses me. We had an example of a huge injustice and also of a very, very dangerous mentality of people who cannot put together one plus one. And what you take out of this is that there are some people who react to her that are opportunists. I, I, I couldn't care less, to be honest. I don't care what Sapiro does. I really care that I'm creeped out with this story. And here's one more reason, and I'll finish with, I'll finish with that. Also, to be honest, I don't understand what you said about Trump is not a political position. We can discuss it later in the, in the, with, in the, in the bar area on the, how it's in the, with the, in the clubhouse call. But here's one thing. I think it's very, very important for a public sphere, for a society, however you're going to call it, to be able to experiment with ideas. How glad I am that when I was a Marxist-Leninist, there was not this kind of people around and I could say any stupid thing I want. This is part of becoming intellectually mature. You struggle with ideas and it's difficult. Some ideas are difficult. Trying to understand Nazis is difficult. That's why I say, and I'll say it again, that, what's your name, that Gina was at least on the right track of trying to think out loud and connect the dots. We should be able to think out loud without having people want to destroy your income or to destroy your life. Because if you think that this person who's going to take the time to go to Twitter and go to try to find your employer, and now if you are Gina, that's okay. You have other alternatives. There are people who haven't got these alternatives. So again, you owe these people nothing. And you should be very afraid of these people because it shows my mentality, which is, I wouldn't say nihilist because there seems to be a purpose, but it's almost there. It's almost there. So again, be more like someone who does a clumsy maybe mistake for the right reasons, trying to think, rather than being someone of these people who if you ask them to show you German in the map, they'll probably even struggle, but figure out that this tweet was racist or anti-Semitic or, uh, or whatever. Anyway, I by the way, no, no, you could, you, could, you could know how to point German in the map and still have these very bad premises that you'd want to, that you want to eat alive uh, the other person because God knows why. Anyway, these are my points. I had more to say, but uh, I didn't have much time, but that's why we have the clubhouse thing where we can chat with, uh, with our audience. I agree. Uh, what the left, you know, the leftist social justice warriors have been doing this for uh, quite a few years. I mean, really goes back decades. People have gotten in trouble because of political correctness and lost a lot. But definitely since around 2014, it's been out of control. People contacting employers uh, over, you know, tweets and just opinions that should not even be considered controversial in many cases. Um, the way they've maneuvered, you know, science, like if you don't, if you hold a certain view scientifically, that's your conclusion, that's racist, or that's anti-feminist, or gender studies need to be uh, a monolith. Believe me, listen, you know, speaking of Daily Wire ads, I saw one, top nine comedians that won't bow to the woke culture. This was Daily Wire, and they got Nick DiPaolo, and all the, you know, Artie Lang, and all these other played out. Where are you uh, there? Well, it was nine. Maybe if there were 10, I would. But uh, for some reason, the Daily Wire and all these free speech enthusiasts, they, uh, they've shown very little solidarity with uh, someone who happens to be an objectivist who very much uses his free speech 
uh, to actually say things that are cancelable, unlike 99.9% of conservatives who actually are not even edgy whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I get it, folks. All right. I was getting canceled back when Donald Trump was a Democrat and known for criticizing George Bush. That's what that's how long I've been pushing buttons. All right. You're all preaching to the choir when you talk about how the SJWs have gone bananas. I get it. And what I'm saying to you is we are so far beyond being able to say that Donald Trump is a is a realistic way to fight back against them. We are so far beyond thinking Donald Trump is in any way a healthy alternative. And when we have a, you know, one of these kooky anti-vaxxer uh, voter fraud uh, narrative pushers like Gina Carano, who won't, who's been uh, tweeting her opinions for a while at pushing the voter fraud narrative. And after, in the aftermath of the Capitol storming, like most, like many vocal Trump supporters has shown zero self-reflection, zero self-awareness about what they've helped build in, in such a disaster. Um, it's not cancel culture if, the, if that leftist mob uh, cancels them for that particular post that she posted on Instagram. But I agree with you. The left has been doing this to many people that, that have wanted nothing to do with Trump. So, like, I agree. I think we agree more than we disagree. It's just you're, you're more focused on what you like about Gina's particular post. I'm more focused on how the right and the Trump fans, as well as other conservatives, are you using cases like this to push more of this victim narrative, like anyone who's, you know, who, uh, you know, anyone who uh, supports Trump equals someone having a political, it's just it's a lot of equivocation going on, which I've articulated earlier, and I'm having trouble repeating now. So I will hand it back to you. By the way, the good thing, yeah, we're out of time, but the good thing, so first time, because I do the show from the, from the phone, but first time I could also keep an eye on the chat, the good thing is that we can discuss the chat issues on the clubhouse if, uh, if, if some of our friends who have posted comments there are there as well. Anyway, we need to wrap up because the, the, the coffee, the clubhouse session starts in a couple of minutes. So thank you, Raka. Thanks, everyone. And okay, no, you do the outro. You're, you're all there. right. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for everyone in the chat room. Always nice to see uh, all the wonderful praise that I get. Somebody asking me uh, why, why I'm not an anti communist like Rand. I, so there's this easy formula people use. They say, oh, Democrats are communists. Any, everyone else, you know, Trump is an anti communist. So any clash between them, the answer should be obvious. I think in politics today, we're all fascists. Not we, not me and Nikos, but they're both trending towards fascism as opposed to communism. But thank you for the uh, thank you for the love and support, everybody. Let's jump over to Clubhouse next. Let's uh, let's continue this there. Please look into getting the app. It's a lot of fun and we're going to be there often. Thank you, Nikos, for a civil and intel intellectual debate. I have a lot to think about and I'm uh, working on my, um, you know, civility skills um, and um, uh, see you soon. See you back here tomorrow on the Daily Objective and goodbye.